anarchists, violent mobs, arsons, looters, criminals, rioters. Poor kids are just as bright and just as tall as white kids. I said, please don't be too nice. We choose truth over facts. I am your president of law and order. We hold these truths to be self-evident. All men and women are created by the go, you know the you know the thing. Oh, I thought you wanted to. Oh, hell yeah. Let's talk. I was, I was like, I wasn't even like interfacing with you two are because I'm like, damn, yeah. we should save that for the pod. And that's, oh, uh, yeah. yeah. No, All right. Um, fuck yeah. yeah. Let's talk. Um, yeah, bro. What else has been going on? By the way, Inside Agitator episode like 40. Close, I don't 40s. know. We fucked up the order because we have this backlog, but we did the emergency dispatches. So mm. like, and I don't even, like, I got to, I don't even know what fucking episode so, this is. It's not since, 50 yet, though. Okay. So. I think we should not count the emergency dispatches as like we're not official episodes. Yeah, they're not. Those are just like they're separate. I think we. They, it's like the Dom Peter be, episode. Yeah, it's like a bonus. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, yeah, whatever episode this is, we'll do a. We'll try and do something special for fifty. Yeah, I think that's a monumentous occasion. You know? Yeah, it is. So. Um, let's talk about Andrew Yang. We yeah. we talked about him. Um, earlier when he first started his mayoral run, um, we have an episode, Universal Basic Intimacy, that you guys can listen to. Uh, <laughs> and if you haven't listened to that yet, start with that yeah. and then come here. Um, because I don't want to make the same jokes, but there, well, I had some pretty good bits about Andrew Yang. Mm. Listen to that. But basically, our take was that, like, he was fucking up his mayoral, like, his run as mayor of New York, you know, mm. saying a lot of shit that probably wouldn't fly with New Yorkers. Mm. But he is polling tremendously well. Um, a lot of that is name recognition. Name recognition. Yeah. Anyone that knows politics will tell you name recognition is huge. He just did a presidential run. Really sets you up for that. Um, and his opponents are these like no-name corporate liberals, like these hand-picked, mm-hmm. grown-in-a-lab people that like don't flat affect. Like no no real humans really like, but yeah. they test super well and the think tanks love them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so that almost makes me feel like Andrew Yang might have it in the back. Um now, we've been really light on our criticisms of Andrew Yang on this podcast. I liked how he was nice to Bernie sometimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I liked some of the things he argued for. I agree with a UBI. We've talked about how we disagree with it as a way of cutting down social programs and that I was suspicious of his intentions. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a bunch of clips for you today. Andrew Yang was on the Rubin Report with Dave Rubin, that right-wing fucking nut. What? And he <laughs> explained how he does want to use UBI to kill every social program. Yeah. And he he was outright honest about it. Yeah. And so we have a couple of Andrew Yang clips we're going to talk about and discuss. Um, but before we get into them, I want you to realize that no matter how dumb Andrew Yang sounds in these clips I'm about to play, he is nothing compared to his opponent. Um, and his main opponent, the guy who's right behind him, or not right behind him, but the closest to him in polling, is um, mayor candidate Eric Adams, <laughs> um, who yeah. is the black cop liberal candidate, you know, just trying to check all the bases. Yeah. Um, and anyway, there's this video that someone found of him. <laughs> And this is unedited. No music was added. This is a real PSA he did for parents <laughs> in his school district or whatever. So before we get into Yang, I want you to know that as bad as Yang's going to sound, he'll probably still win against this fucking guy. Yeah, yeah. So listen to this. I'm New York State Senator Eric Adams. And for 22 years, I wore a bulletproof vest. Please come and join me inside my house. What I would like to show here is to empower... 
empower parents on how to search a room inside their home. You write the Constitution. There are no First Amendment rights inside your household. So by periodically sending a message to your home that there are no rooms off limits, you don't believe in locked doors, your house is open to inspection, but you always have to inspect what you expect. You can look in the jewelry box, a jewelry box of this nature, maybe a simple jewelry box, but if you look through it closely, you don't know what your child may be hiding. For instance, a gun could be hidden. <laughs> in, your, in your child's jewelry box. <laughs> your child bring in his popular knapsack with many different locations. Look through it to see what exactly is your child carrying. <laughs> what is this Game of Thrones ass music? Something <laughs> simple as a crack pipe. A could he have found it on the street? That's quite possible. But this is a a discussion piece where you should start speaking with him. This is a discussion piece. <laughs> behind the picture frame, you can find bullets. I take my crack. Behind the now, picture frame, you can find Does bullets. Carrying a gun, no. Where there's smoke, there's possible fire. Where there's a bullet, there's possibly a gun. The baby dog could be just a baby dog, but also it could be a place where you can secrete or hide drugs. <laughs> This one could be hidden inside a pillow. A Mom, why are you tearing apart our baby doll's pillows? <laughs> uh, cocaine. There are no first amendment rights in your home. You have a duty and obligation to protect the members of your household. Wow. Yeah. Um, what the fuck? He's talking about finding cocaine and baby dolls and yeah. shit. Like, so what? this like is just a Reagan era <laughs> Republican. Like, I don't even like, like, like maybe he's cool on social issues. Like, yeah, gays can marry, and I am black. But, yeah, but like, yeah. Like, what the fuck is this fucking drug scare shit? Yeah. yeah. So that's. And, and I mean, the delivery, I was waiting for Eric Andre to pop out at any minute. Like, yeah. that shit, like, like <laughs> that fucking guy, like, that is uncanny. That man yeah. is not going to beat Andrew Yang, who, like, comes off as, like, an affable, kind little guy. Like, yeah. and this guy is just like, tear apart your child's bedroom. You may never know what you're gonna find. Baby ever. dolls and pillows. He's like literally t- yeah. he's tearing open a pillow. Like, <laughs> like how many parents do you think like tore off the head of a baby doll and ripped yeah. their children's pillows? Like, Where is it? I know you're a crackhead. Where is it? I know. <laughs> <laughs> Completely. Where is your crack? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Um. So before we get into more Yang clips, we can run just that this is a Yang article from Politico. Yang lays blame on teachers union for sluggish pace of school reopenings. Comes a couple of days before a tweet that he fired off today, which was basically in person, greater sign emoji, Zoom. And like, you know, he's really pushing for the back to school. But all the libs are. That's normal lib. But once again. Where the libs are is basically right-wing death cult shit. We need to send the kids back to school to get parents back to work and alleviate them and indoctrinate the kids. And yeah. and what's funny is I, I think the kids are the source of so much of our power and energy is in the youth. And school is a system of control on, on that population, and they do not want people out of it any longer. And and that mm-hmm. is, I think, that's my read on that there. Um uh, just really gross that he's like taking on the teachers' unions. Yeah, like like as this guy who's supposedly left wing and supposedly a yeah, populist because these teachers don't want to like be 
living or like working in unsafe work conditions yeah. where like children can give them COVID. Yeah, I know. And then they can fucking like we've heard so many stories already of teachers dying from COVID when they already tried to reopen schools. Yeah, back, it's such a then. simple demand. Literally. And then the trauma of like your teacher dying. Like, I mean, to, to mm-hmm. flick that on children is really horrific. Yeah, because I think some some of these children, at least like maybe in uh, inner cities and everything like. You know that, that their teacher is someone who like they see as a role model. Yeah, maybe that's not always the same at home. You know, maybe yeah. they don't have that. Yeah, and maybe I mean I don't know. Not to say that like school is like entire like no, but there's that that is bad, a real aspect. But, like yeah. that is a real people's relationships. Their teachers can be some of the most like formative and beautiful mm-hmm. relationships they have when they're growing up. And then boom, like someone like that in your life could die because of the you know we need to get the econ- people back to work and yeah. not be watching their kids. Like that's like incredibly fucked up. Mm-hmm. Um and. So yeah, that that's just uh, and I mean for this guy who's supposedly a populist and fronts mm-hmm. like he's friendly with all these populist ideas, mm-hmm. it really shows that because if he was at all a populist, you would not at all talk shit about any unions. That's how you get power. Mm-hmm. Andrew Yang does not want power from the people. Andrew Yang wants power from the corporations, from the elites, and from and, and he's reading the winds and he's his pitch is we need to do this or else mm-hmm. then you get a Bernie. Yeah. Yeah. This is I'm the moderate choice. And I think a lot of tech people, a lot of the smarter people that are yuppie enough to not want a Bernie mm. but want some things to change. They're not right wing death cult people, right? They kinda are. They want kids to go back to schools, but you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um and, and so it's an it's a nice pitch. Um and he so let's just here we go. Um I'm gonna play a clip from the Jimmy Dore show and Andrew Yang um, is asked by him about supporting a $15 main, uh, minimum wage, mm. um, which seems pretty like it would make sense, right? I mean, yeah. yeah. And seems, businesses that can't that afford- seems reasonable. Yeah. I mean, seems, not, not even really reasonable because it should be like $25. Yeah, it should be like, $25. Um, but anyway, this is, I think, I think Jimmy Dore handed him his ass. So let me play, let me play some go. Jimmy. If you look at like some- um, struggling mom and pop retailer around the country, like a lot of them are paying their workers like nine, ten bucks an hour. And then if you say, "Hey, it's fifteen bucks," like some of them might cut back shifts or some of them might struggle. Like I've run a small private company, and a lot of these small businesses um, are really, really close to you know like the the red at any moment in time. Mm-hmm. And and something that seems like completely common sense to us, being like, "Hey, just pay people fifteen bucks an hour," mm-hmm. actually would cause some of these businesses to say, you know what, I'm going to have to cut a shift or cut a worker at the margins. Um, so again, I just rather just give people the raise directly. And I think workers would prefer that too. Yeah. If we just put a thousand bucks a month in your hand. Yeah. I mean, again, you, the, the UBI is cor- you're correct on that and you're incorrect on the other stuff. <laughs> uh, businesses hire when there's a demand for their product, end of sentence. And if there's a demand for their product, they got to hire a worker. And nobody's going to go, boy, I have all these orders, but I can't pay that guy $15, so I'm not going to fill them. So that's a, that's <laughs> a, is, that Jimmy, is a right-wing talking point. That is not how economics work. Businesses works. are not uh, flourishing at that level. If they're just living hand-to-mouth and they don't have the orders yeah. and they have a hard time even paying the people they have, if you elevate those costs, it might it might in some situations yeah. mean they cut shifts or cut workers. I mean, that, yes, that's, that's, that is not... I, Sorry, a little buffering. Comic theory that is sound. That is right-wing talking points. But um, 
uh, right, I have a small business. We have six, seven employees at this place right here. And if I can't afford to pay someone a living wage, I should go out of business. Why should I be able to make a living wage, but the person who generates that income for me doesn't get to have a living wage? That's ridiculous. There you go. There you go. Uh, now, as always, Jimmy- ha! <laughs> that's my best Jimmy door right there. <laughs> Shout out to Jimmy, man. I yeah. love how mad he makes makes the worst people. He's really doing the Lord's work. He yeah. is. And, and and I really, people really read him as a bad faith actor. Mm. He is a comedian who, like a lot of comedians, has kind of an affect mm. and a way of looking at the world. And he's very mm. genuine and open about it. And he uses that cynicism on behalf of people that are way less well off than him. This is a guy who's in his Beverly Hills mansion doing this podcast in his garage. He could totally be one of the fuckers going, well, you know, I agree with the protest, but I don't mm. like all the violence. This is mm. a guy who's betrayed his class, and, and and I'm sure it's caused him huge issues with his comedy career mm. and and the connections that you make and getting those specials, this, that, and the third. He is, I'm, this, is, this is not like, I don't read this as like, he ha- he was a successful comedian. Why would you... This isn't a better grift. This is yeah, a worse yeah. grift. Like, yeah. no one's making any fucking money. Like, fucking wild. Yeah, nobody's paying you to say that shit. Yeah. Um, and so, here's an awesome thread from ZEI squir- underscore squirrel on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is where most of the content of this episode is going to come from. So, shout out to him. But he says... You know, reminder that Andrew Yang opposes $15 minimum wage and uses right-wing propaganda to attack it. Um, He proposed a neoliberal version of UBI with the purpose of destroying the last remnants of public welfare and obviously a split foreign policy views. So here he is. This is what I referenced on Dave Rubin's show. Openly barefaced talking about how UBI... And I was I didn't even know that he was open faced about this. I was like suspicious of this. I'm like, this is I think their way of not giving us what we actually need. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He comes out and outright says it as a sales pitch to Republicans that he's on their yeah. podcast. And it's like they're trying to win over some Republican voters. Yeah. And, and that's the thing. These are right wing people. Mm-hmm. These are all right wing people. Bernie Sanders is the only left wing politician who has ran for presidential office. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Point blank, period. That's it. Facts. Do do, do you, like, Marianne Williamson was left wing. That's it. I can't name. Elizabeth Warren does not fucking count to me. (laughs) Tulsi Gabbard obviously doesn't count. Like, you know, she's she's great on a lot of issues. Joe Biden, the socialist, does not count. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Socialist Joe Biden. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Fucking. And so let me just play the Dave Rubin clip. This is really, this is, this is Andrew Yang completely admitting the game. So I think the best libertarian argument that I've heard for UBI is that basically if you want to do UBI, it's got the right idea. Why not just blow apart the social safety net as is? Take Because we know it's just a boondoggle of middle management nonsense with all the whacked out uh, incentives. incentives that you're talking about. Why not just take... He's finishing his sentences. Money, we don't know how much money is actually put into these things. Uh, of course. So how, how much right now? Um, $600 billion, give or take. <laughs> Give or take. All right, so why not take the $600 billion that are on programs that we know are creating as many problems probably as they're fixing, if not more? And he just – like Andrew Yang doesn't argue with the assertion that welfare creates more problems than it, than it solves. Yeah. Andrew Yang agrees with Dave yeah, Rubin on these going, talking points. It's just going along yeah, with Yeah, this it. is this – is, yeah. so – but let me finish playing this. Do you think 
because it almost feels like it's a, like a little bit of a stopgap that you still have to get to that problem eventually. Well, well, that's the beauty of this, um, the freedom dividend proposal, is that you have this 600 billion or so, and then you're saying, hey, guess what? Like, it's now a new right of citizenship. Everyone gets it. And then what's going to happen is you're going to dramatically reduce the enrollment in these programs very, very quickly because a lot of people will be like, I prefer the cash. And then uh, then this new incoming population uh, would just opt for the dividend and then never end up on these welfare programs. So you'd end up uh, shrinking the enrollments over time in the way you described. You just wouldn't do it all at once because, you know, there are a lot of people in very distinct situations. Um, and this is actually much more politically... Uh, feasible and popular than going and trying to tear these programs up and, and uh, you know, from from the, the roots up. Yeah. 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 So that's my pitch. I want to do what you want to do, but I want to do it in a more popular, stomachable way. Yeah. Yeah. Me and Dave Rubin, best friends. Me and Andrew. Yeah. We, we want to get into a point where nobody fucking uses it. And then we could just be like, oops, sorry. We're, yep. We really don't see a need for this anymore. Yeah. And then like, once the social programs are eliminated, mm-hmm. congratulations, rent costs as much of the freedom dividend is yeah. and you're going back to work. And that's the thing. Andrew Yang doesn't want anyone to not have to optimize themselves for the marketplace. That's what his whole thing's about. The freedom dividend is about optimizing yourself for the marketplace. He wants you to be a commodity in the marketplace and giving you social programs that don't that allow you to not be exploited by said marketplace. It interferes with him and his Silicon Valley Elks goals. That's the fact. And so this is this is a right wing man. Who's about to? It, they're gonna act like it's a revolution when he wins in New York City, and he is a right winger. And then here's just a Noam Chomsky quote: "That's the standard technique of privatization." And let's not remember here: Andrew Yang comes from private capital. Mm-hmm. That's where his money comes from. That's the that's the pod that he was birthed out of when he first entered the presidential limelight. You know, uh, and everyone's so suspicious. Like he's not from New York. Yeah, no one knew who the fuck he was. He was birthed out of fucking privatization. And given to us on the presidential stage. So here's this guy from private capital. That's the standard technique of privatization. Defund. Make sure things don't work. People get angry. You hand it over to private capital. Yeah. And that is exactly what he wants to do with the social programs in this country. And um, and I'm going to have some listeners that uh, disagree with me about defunding the police that are going to go, Wow, that's not what they're going to do with the police. They're going to privatize the police forces? Yeah, you're right. The billionaires will hire private mercenaries. Let yeah. them do that. Let let let's do that. Let's let's actually have them do what they want that what they are doing, mm-hmm. but do it outright. None of this shady multiple step shit. Yeah. It's our cops. No, yeah. Let them send thug mercenaries around to kill people. Let's actually heighten the fucking contradictions. Then mm-hmm. we got to push forward. Uh, that's yeah. a bullshit argument. Let's not make it any, any more nuanced than it already is. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um. And fucking. All right. Here you go. This is another one from Zay Squirrel. After Andrew Yang was humiliated in the primary, getting a whopping 0.45% of the vote, he not only (laughs) refused to endorse Bernie, but became a CNN commentator who used his position there to constantly shit on him. This was all in February when the race was still in contention. So I didn't know this. I had only seen clips of Yang on CNN where, where he was like actually arguing back against the right-wing talking points mm. um, that I guess are purposely astroturfed and put out there on Twitter. I had never seen this. And I knew that he was good to Bernie on the debate stage most of the time. I had no idea what a slime ball this guy was on CNN. Listen to this shit. I don't think there's a chance of the senator beating President Trump. If he goes and is the candidate, we'll have Donald Trump for another four years, and we can't stand that. Andrew, is that true? 
Well, that's his argument. Uh, and there are a lot of Democrats. With the there are a lot of Dem- so they, Andrew Yang should be disagreeing. That lie, that myth is what led to the right wing fucking turmoil we're seeing in this country right now. That myth that Joe Biden was the only one that could beat Trump, that we needed a right winger to beat the right winger, mm-hmm. which, as we talked about on this pod, might have been true because there would have been institutional backing to coup Bernie Sanders mm-hmm. and we might have gotten coup military overlord Trump. Not maybe there's validity to that. Yeah. But they didn't represent it that way. But anyway, here's what, what Yang does. Instead of defending the populist movement, he claims to be supportive of and and tries to use the energy of. Here he is. Democrats were concerned that if you have Bernie at the top of the ticket, it's going to mean a very, very tough night in uh, a lot of swing states. Uh, do you think it's country. a fair concern, or do you think it's more about what they're used to versus watching a movement in their midst? I think it's a fair concern based upon the polling data uh, that shows that Bernie will underperform. Look at fucking Chris Cuomo being the most generous to Bernie yeah. on this panel. Like, do you think that's uh, <laughs> correct, maybe? <Yeah. laughs> like, the only one pushing back against this point whatsoever. Trying to give Yang the, mm. the alley-oop to say the point that he should make. Mm. But what does Andrew Yang, this fucking slime ball, do? In various swing states, the Democrats highly, highly value. You just... Oh, I've been there. You're on stage. And he has, like, has a force field. And everything you say to him, it's like, let me be clear. I'm going to talk about what I'm going to talk about. Yeah. It's right. going to have some relationship. But that was what was supposed to ask me. No but it not, it's not really going to be what you'd ask me about. But and that, it's going to I mean, now go into a Bernieism. <laughs> and then afterwards, you're like, okay, what just happened? No, no, no. no, no but that, that was that was that was, was no way to get off of, to get him off of it. So when it's the question about Cuba, right. he will continue to give that answer that he gave to you. That he he'll give it he'll give it again tonight, and then he'll dig himself a deeper hole. And he did it in our town hall. Yeah. And so this is this is just this. And and I mean, it's you almost forget how crazy the media was against Bernie. Yeah, it's fucking. So are they just saying that like whatever he's like, Bernie will start talking and he'll drone on. You'll be like, what the fuck happened? Oh, that must have been some nonsense. That's basically what they're saying. Which I guess if I'm one of them, my brain probably would have to shut off during Bernie talking or else I'd want to fucking kill myself. Yeah, because I realize I'm such a a corporate shill. Yeah. Um, So I get it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so here, and then here we go. Now we move on to the most disturbing and grotesque aspect of, uh, this guy's politics is his foreign policy. Um, and so here is from the beginning of his foreign policy first principles. And this is from Andrew Yang's, uh, campaign. First fucking paragraph. While America has undoubtedly made mistakes, we've been a positive force in world history. Leading to the spread of peace, prosperity, and democracy. Cap! Presidents from JFK to Ronald Reagan. Cap! (laughs) Maintained strong relationships with allies while sending clear and honest messages to those who would work against us. Yep. I want to model my foreign policy against the dude who did the Bay of Pigs and Ronald Reagan. That's... That's... Great. (laughs) Yeah, man. Um... So moving on. What's he smoking, man? Uh, nothing. Mids. Mids. <laughs> that, um, that's what mids gets you right there. Yeah. Here's. Uh, this is pretty bad, and this is from uh, the primary campaign, and he was asked about the Israeli apartheid state, and here he is regurgitating some of the worst and most depraved propaganda um, that basically defends that state. So here you go. Uh, in terms of the money we're giving to an ally like Israel, um, 
my first instinct would be like, why would we reduce it? I, you know, uh, and so you know what? You know, I'm not even gonna play the rest of the clip. There yeah, you have it. Yeah, <laughs> there, there, I'm not even. Uh, uh, um, <laughs> I can think of a couple reasons. Yeah, I mean, we I don't want think. Palestinian children to die. Yeah, and um, credit to Crystal Ball, uh, who is friendly with Andrew Yang and as a media figure, and I needs to have contacts with people like that for her own show and mm. interviews, and constantly interviews Andrew Yang and. Those are some of her most viewed episodes on YouTube. So this is a valuable contact for her. And I wasn't expecting her to really push Yang incredibly hard. But she and Kyle Kalinske on their podcast called him out directly. And this is a six-minute clip, so I won't play it. But to sum it up for you, and we talked about this on the Universal Basic Intimacy episode, which I hope you guys went back and listened to. But he came out... Um, after the New York Post did this fucking smear campaign against him, saying that he's anti-Semitic because he didn't support circumcision. Do you remember this? No. You don't remember this? I we don't. talked about this in the pod, I swear to God. Did we? I don't yeah. know so much. They called him anti-Semitic because he, he did support circumcision. And he wasn't even saying he was going to like yeah. ban it as mayor. He was just like, yeah, I don't personally think it's cool to chop dicks. Like, he, like it wasn't yeah, yeah, even yeah, a... Yeah. Uh, and they tried to spin out this anti-Semitic thing. So he way overcompensated by the next day releasing a statement about BDS. And for our listeners who don't know what BDS is, BDS is boycott divestment sanctions, which basically means that you don't buy products from certain companies that profit from the Israeli settlements Mm -hmm. in Palestine. Um, And Andrew Yang basically compared them to fascists Mm -hmm. in his statement, saying that, you know, they want us that he a hundred percent compared them to Nazi. He like specifically brought up Nazi Germany and, 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 it was incredibly disingenuous, and he said that as mayor, he'd work against and maybe even make BDS illegal, basically. Um, and so, and Crystal pushed back on him and even asked, like, was this done as an over, you know, correction for the mm-hmm. attacks against you from the Jewish yeah. community? And he said, no, I'm just frankly, you know, I'm really concerned. He played it like this is a real, like, threat to democracy. Yeah. And then Kyle Kalinske asked him, I think it was either him or Crystal. Well, dude, like, if they can't violently fight back and they can't do this, what can the Palestinian people do? Are they just supposed to, like... Take it. Take it. Yeah. And and I think Andrew Young is like, well, there's plenty that you can do. There's a lot of different ways you can peacefully... Pro-, and just goes into that shit, yeah. which, you know, we've all heard before. Um, and so it was, that was really disappointing. Um, and not that this he's going to be, you know super influential in Israeli policy, but New York is one of the biggest trading partners with Israel. And like, he really could put a huge fucking blow to the BDS movement as mayor. Yeah. Um, so huge, huge issue. And then, um, we all know free Julian Assange, um, political prisoner, whistleblower, um, hero, quite frankly. Um, and here's Andrew Yang being asked by an activist if he would support the extradition of Julian Assange. Doesn't sound like it. Um, yeah, <laughs> generally, most of the time. But in that particular case, like he, he did end up disclosing some information that really had no useful purpose except for uh, potential damage to our infrastructure, like the undersea cables location and some other things. Um, so I certainly would not be in favor of, like, uh, you know, like. Uh, I th- yeah, I think he should stay in trial. Thank you. No problem. <laughs> no problem. 
Um, and yeah, so. Oh, then this is really bad. This is uh, the worst Andrew Yang dog whistle. This is and I, this maybe this can be our last one because okay. we're we've now just we've officially mm. concluded. Fuck Andrew Yang. I think yeah, anyone yeah, that's yeah, listened yeah, this yeah. far fuck this is guy. over this guy. But uh, here's a tweet. You know what I hear over and over again that NYC is not enforcing rules against unlicensed street vendors. I'm for increasing licenses, but we should do more for the retailers who are paying rent and trying to survive. Yeah, black people, we hear you. But hey, white people, we also hear you, and we are going to uh, help you guys more. About Shout that. out to Chelsea Manning, American hero, who's the first reply and goes, "No one says this. Churros are good, actually." Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, love her. She's yeah. the best. Um, and yeah, and then here's a good reply. There are as many as twenty thousand vendors in New York City: hot dog vendors, flower vendors, t-shirt vendors, street artists, fancy food trucks, and many others. They are small business people trying to make ends meet. Most are immigrants and people of color. Some are U.S. military veterans who serve their country. They work long hours under harsh conditions, asking for nothing more than a chance to sell their goods on the public sidewalk. And of course, Andrew Yang. If if a guy who's against teacher unions, why wouldn't he be against street vendors and the little guy? He is a pro-big interest, business interest optimization in the free market motherfucker you are not permitted to exist outside of it you're not permitted to challenge it through boycott you're not permitted to exist outside of it and quite and 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 that's really it and that covers so much of his ideology you cannot permit people to live outside of this free marketplace of social programs Mm. that's a huge part of what he wants to accomplish um and the freedom dividend is all about quote-unquote helping people but really what his vision of ubi will do and i'm sure even if andrew yang never gets it accomplished some neoliberal ghoul will use this method to try to fool us and trick us into ubi in order to eliminate social programs um and and continue this monstrous destructive world order and defend places like israel that are murdering fucking children and 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 literally doing a genocide Mm. um and which what a wild reaction to being genocided like well if we're the genociders <laughs> oh god <laughs> like, like, yo like, yeah, yeah. like i guess i see the logic yeah. but like what the fuck yeah man, <laughs> what the fuck like, come on now uh come on now skill yeah and 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 listen uh, you know it's sure it's a complicated issue like you could say about fucking anything the Palestinian people deserve rights, and they most certainly deserve to be able, and people who do support them deserve to be able to boycott things that they want to boycott. Yeah. What the fuck? Like, you, like what the fuck is that about? Yeah. Um, and, and, and when asked about what specific BDS actions he disagrees with or think, like, is unconstitutional, mm-hmm. he couldn't fucking answer the question. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, you know, it's... Because he, yeah, he doesn't care. Yeah. It's all, it's, it's all bullshit. Mm-hmm. Um. And overcorrection. And overcorrection. Um, so, fuck Andrew Yang, but also fuck his opponent. Like, you know, it's yeah. it's one of those things where it's like, well... He's going to win. Yeah. Yeah, like. um, yeah, I do I do think that that is probably likely... It looks like that right now, although I will uh, put an asterisk on that and say name recognition at this point this far out is a huge factor. Mm-hmm. And... Like we said on universal basic intimacy, 
Yang keeps fucking up. Because he is a lizard, sellout, not genuine human being, mm-hmm. he's a pretty good at acting genuine, and I even fell for it for a while. Yeah. But he'll fuck up, and he's really fucking up when trying to act like a New Yorker. That's yeah. especially hard for his reptilian oh brain to pull God. off. Yeah. So, we'll see. Uh, my prediction is that he will say he will he will try to make some tweet about getting a chopped cheese, and he's gonna call it a, something else. He's a chopped gonna, hamburger. Yeah, a chopped, a chopped hamburger. hamburger. A chopped cheeseburger. A chopped cheeseburger. That's yeah, exactly that's what he's, what he's gonna, gonna say. say. Yeah. A chopped cheeseburger, which makes sense. Yeah. It, that is pretty much what it is. Mm-hmm. I it, all right. If but it's he, a chopped cheese. He would lose if he did that. Yeah. I'm being dead ass here. It takes one more gaff like that, yeah. and he's out of the race. But I think he's going to do it. He, no, that's what I'm saying. There's yeah, so much time. Yeah. There's room, there, there's room for a chopped cheeseburger. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> there's he, room for a chopped We should name the episode. <laughs> <laughs> then we get canceled by all New York. <laughs> yeah, no one's going to listen to yeah, it. Who are these morons? A yeah. chopped cheeseburger. Yeah. Fuck these guys. And they had to get to the end of the episode. So, yeah. The joke. yeah, no, that's not a good idea. Um, which, by the way, only 70% of our listeners do. So if you've made it this far, shout out, shout you. out to you. Those 30% of people, quite frankly, they're lazy and they're uh, kind of like, I'd honestly, they're kind of animals. Yeah. I feel like, quite frankly, we need to do something about them. Yeah, we really do. Like, if you're, if you're going to be here, be here for the whole time. Yeah, come on. Yeah. And, and honestly, I'm not saying that like... You know, obviously, it's a complicated problem. I don't hate these people. Yeah. But we have to warehouse them somewhere. We have to. (laughs) Otherwise, what kind of society are we living in? Yeah. Where people just tune out. Exactly. Ugh. So, uh... Disgusting. Yeah. Anyway... We might have to cut. That's pretty fucked up. But yeah. I think everyone should know we're doing an impression of the fucking fascists. Yeah. Um, who who like to use things like that, and and when there's a seventy percent, there's a there's a thirty percent that they can weaponize them against. Mm. And what's I think really interesting about today's era is how they're getting. We're in a transition between where it was more black and white. 70%, 30%, like, not that that's the ratio of race in the United States, but mm. the bigger groups and the smaller groups to now where there's warfare and backlash between all the groups in every single direction. And I think what that leads to is so much confusion and, and smoke and, and fog that what you ultimately get it replaced by, and we're in the transition period because we're already seeing some of this, is organizing more fully around class identifiers and cultural identifiers mm. and like virtue identifiers virtue signaling like and that's that's the new racism that's the new meritocracy that's the new way of dividing people in a majority to a minority mm. is along those lines mm. um and you're going to use race to that end racism is going to be part of that but it's not going to be racism based on skin color as much. Skin color will still be an aspect of it. Colorism will be an aspect of it. But I think what it will really ultimately be about is attributes. Mm-hmm. And and in a racist way, someone would like acting white, acting black. Acting white is a positive attribute. Acting black mm-hmm. is a negative attribute. doesn't matter what your skin color is. It matters where you're falling in this meritocracy, yeah. um, where, where, you're, where your cultural signifiers lie, what virtue signaling you're going to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and 
um, Andrew Yang represents that push forward, a new idea, a new way of exploitation mm-hmm. that isn't the old way. And it, but it's not getting rid of exploitation. It's reinventing it and modernizing mm-hmm. it and making it more woke. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. And 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 it really just reinforces classism. And I think that's what the people who are mad about wokeness get upset with. Um, yeah. Yeah. Your take on that? I mean, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, I don't hit capitalism with a rainbow. Yeah, uh, arch over it, right? Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, yeah, bingo, dude. So <laughs> it's, it's the same shit, different day. Yeah, just uh, new people and new bad faith actors. Yeah, so. yeah, a hundred percent. Um, and I don't know what else. What anything else? Yeah, nothing else I could think of off the top of my head. While we're talking about New York, um, there was a New York City police officer who did the George Floyd kneel, the Derek Chauvin kneel on the back even though it's been banned in New York City, mm-hmm. and faced no repercussions for it. So it's like, it's not, functionally, it's not banned. That's my take on that. Yeah. So the little modicum crumbs we got from, like, the George Floyd crime bill... Mm-hmm. Are not even being enforced. Not violent. even being enforced. So, and it was a joke to fucking begin with. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I, I don't know if you saw... You know Steven Crowder. I don't want to talk too much about this fucking douchebag. Yeah. Know, but, yeah. like, hey, do you see the video of him doing that shit doing what shit he fucking put like somebody got one of his producers to kneel on his neck for about eight minutes and then he like was like oh it's fine it's because it is like trying to prove that like it was the drugs that killed George Floyd fuck that dude and like if you look at it like he doesn't even have his full weight on like he's got his other foot on the ground yeah like the whole thing is not even not nearly the same thing so um that's Steven Crowder, I, I challenge you to go to an MMA gym and, and let a actual MMA fighter who knows what a blood choke is and how to perform it to do it on you for that exact same amount of time. And I want you to do a video that way instead of having your fucking producers do it. Mm. You fucking racist douchebag. <laughs> you racist grifting douchebag. Yeah, piece of shit. You can fucking suck both of my fucking nuts. Well, he's gone now. Here? I don't give a fuck. He can still suck my nuts. No, I know, but did you hear? It's good news. I, you know, I'm not like super pro deplatform, but a guy like Steven Crowder is literally out there mm. already being paid by benefactors to spread Nazi propaganda, but mm. making millions off of streamers and on on these websites. Get him the fuck out of there. Get, yeah. him, get him the fuck out of there. Yeah. Um, and you know what? Will they be able but to the- use that to justify taking us off of the air? Sure. They, but mm-hmm. guess what? If they didn't take Steven Crowder off the air, they could still take us off the air if they yeah, wanted. Exactly. So, like, I, it doesn't fucking matter. Like, it doesn't. And uh, maybe that's a uh, reductive way of looking at it. But fuck it. You know, fuck. Steven Crowder is my enemy. That is, that is, yeah, that ass. is. And that is like, he people. is, he is number one person I want to fight. I have a list of people in my head now of, like, people I just want to fight, like, in an MMA cage match. Yeah. And Steven Crowder is, like. Up there. Top three now. Yeah. I would have RIP DMX would have loved to see him fight George Zimmerman in the ring. That would have been Dude, I can't that believe he backed been out of that. The best fucking shit. He, he DMX would have killed him. Yeah, <laughs> like publicly sure. on yeah. national TV. Yeah. I mean, I guess I get why George Zimmerman did go in that ring. Uh-huh. <laughs> the best. I'm, I'm upset DMX blew the bag on that. If DMX mm. didn't tell TMZ that he was gonna break every rule of boxing to seriously <laughs> kill this dude, he might have gotten him in the ring. <laughs> R.I.P. the fucking R.I.P. the goat, dude. For real. Yeah. That, that hurt. Yeah, that it hurt really did, lot. bro. 
Also, um, another little DMX tidbit. I did not know that he did not know who Obama was. Oh my god! When that, that is the funniest. Like you're telling me excerpt. his name's Barack? No way! No that way! Is my name Barack? I'm gonna go find that man and I'm gonna see. It. I'm gonna tell him. <laughs> Ain't no damn way your name Barack, boy. <laughs> That was the funniest shit. And, yeah. and the best is the reporter's trying to be like, yeah, he's the first black president. And he's not even listening. He's like, wait, hold on. You mean to tell me this guy's name is Barack? Like, he couldn't get past that. Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't even think by the end of this conversation he knew he was the first black president. He just was aware that now there was a god named Barack Obama. Like, which rules. That is that is the correct way. If you're a black man in America, that should be your relationship to politics. Yeah. And if you have a relationship to politics, anything other than that, then just complete detachment and, and just disdain for it, yeah. you're being played. Yeah. Like, 100%. You are being played. Unfollow Stacey Abrams on Twitter. Yeah. And, and please... Listen to what Gucci Mane said to her during the verses. That yeah. like you know, I was yeah. like, really though. Um, true, truth, true, 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 true. I like. I really just. Uh, it's fucking yeah. Your political involvement should not be like, and that's what's so horrible is. Someone pointed this out. Obama really called defund the police a snappy slogan, and everybody stopped saying it. Yeah, he really has such a hold over people. Like. It's true. Like, literally, I have not heard that at any of the protests I've been to since Dante. Like, once. I have not heard defund the police. I haven't seen a sign with defund the police. And it, it is, I think, partially because the defund the police people have moved on to abolish the police. Yeah. And the people saying defund the police that didn't really mean it and wanted to, like, be like, well, technically, we don't mean defund yeah, the police. Yeah. We mean da-da-da. Those people have moved on to being, like, reimagine yeah. policing, which yeah, is what Obama's yeah. saying. Mm-hmm. And it's just, like, the amount of work that fucking guy does um against people is is horrific so shout out just shout out to fucking dmx that is the correct mm-hmm. yeah that, that is, is the correct way to fucking respond to that question honestly. yeah yeah amazing amazing we, we love to see it um r.i.p one more and i i just want to say this um i had someone dm me about his animal abuse when i was posting like r.i.p yeah. dmx stuff and i looked into it it was like I think it was bullshit charges trumped up by the cops. Like he got raided in two thousand eight, and he had his pit bulls in cages. So they were like animal trafficking this, that, and the third. And then there were rumors. Oh, so they were. It wasn't like more of just like the quantity of dogs he had in cages or something. Yeah, it was like, like he had multiple pit bulls in cages. Oh. Um, and and then it, years later there was this rumor that he had like a fight ring and was breeding dogs and this, that, and the third. But that was fake. It was a racist rumor. Yeah. Snopes debunked it. Peta was going with it and like it was completely false. Wow. So he not even true. And then on top of that, even if like there's some truth to it, that's not especially like the day after his death. And like this person at DM me didn't know if it was me or you like running the account. Like this person's like like we're mourning DMX and she's like I don't know about this animal right da 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 da. And um, I replied, you know, listen, this man lived a really full life. If that's all you're getting from it, Mm. you're missing the lesson. Because here's a guy who lived a full life and loved the world so much it hurt him. On an Anthony Bourdain level, that kind of figure. And all the stories that are still coming out. You still see him on Twitter every day of people. I met DMX here. He did this with me here. He picked up my kid from school. He one time came into my work and mopped the floor. He flipped the pancakes at Waffle House because the employees were tired. Mm. He was gone every night. Every day he was out there connecting and engaging with humanity because mm. he loved humanity. And that showed in his art, that showed in his spirituality, mm. that showed in the full life he lived. You know what's crazy? 50 is so young to die. But I found myself almost feeling like, wow, DMX lived like 80 lives. Yeah. Did That man did not leave too that, soon. He had his time on this yeah, earth. Yeah, that, that man has done 
like almost everything that you can do yeah. like on this earth like experience the very very high high of having three number one albums in a span of 18 months yeah one of the few but then the lowest of low of you know being addicted to crack cocaine yeah it's not even really his fucking fault no, in not the first place fault. if you if you watch the behind the music of dmx by the way i fully recommend that gives you just a, a more in-depth look as to who he who he is you know but like when he was 14 somebody put cocaine in the blunt yeah and like laced it he didn't even know it and from there he's like addicted so fucked it's fucked and uh and 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 a lot of label people music industry people be doing shit like that trying to get you hooked so they have more control over you and it's fucked up it's really like it's like like that is and it was his big homie it was like his manager or whatever like it was like and it's like that shit that's what killed little peep that's what killed so many people in the music industry and like that's a real problem we got to reckon with and uh it's but he really lived a full life i really found myself after all the stories feeling less like sad about it and more like mm. wow my goal is to just live half the life he lived mm. you know like that is and be half as kind and be half you know yeah half as compassionate and have half that love for my fellow man like i want to get to that point where i feel so connected to humanity that i'm i'm people got stories like that about me like i i want to be that I want to mop for someone at Waffle House. I want to stand up and do that. I want to have that energy where I'm just trying to make someone's day better. Like, Mm. that's what I think everyone should strive to. DMX is an example of that and trying to tear him down. Like, we, like, motherfucker, go, go, go talk to someone saying RIP Prince Philip and talk to them about why they shouldn't say that. Yeah. Like, don't come over here talking to me about DMX. Yeah. Like, not to shit on this person too much. She was well-intentioned. Yeah, he he is the OG colonizer. Yeah. You talking about But DMX she did double down when I replied that to her. So then I replied. I sent her the Cameron post from 2014 where he's he's on the he's in a fur coat. <laughs> yeah, and he goes, on the phone with PETA. told him to suck my dick. <laughs> <laughs> and she, she just didn't reply. She just... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's damn near perfect. Bro. He wasn't there. <laughs> Is that the one of him with like the pink shit? He's got like no. It's a gray. Up. It's a gray uh, fur, and he's standing yeah. sideways in just like a middle of a New York. Oh, street oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I know him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, okay, exactly. yeah, I know what you're yeah, it's about. a famous yeah. meme. Yeah. <laughs> just absolute. Yeah, that's and that funny. is. That is uh that's it right there, man. That's it. That that is beautiful. Oh shit. We'll call it there. We can call it there. Alright. Alright, we'll talk to you guys next time. See you niggas. Oh, <laughs>